All parents have experienced that moment when their child discovered a profound truth. Life isn't fair. And they're right. Life isn't fair. Even as adults, we have a hard time coping with this reality and our natural, or more accurately, our unnatural tendency is to blame God and accuse him of not being fair. Why does God allow some people to suffer horrible things and others seem to have an easy life? We can all cite instances when it seemed that God wasn't treating us fairly. In the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 25, verse 18, God acknowledges this annoying tendency of ours. He says, yet you say the way of the Lord is not fair. But then he answers it, and he answers with a sledgehammer. Hear now, O house of Israel, is my way not fair? Is it not your ways that are not fair? Now, if you think about it, God makes a good point. How fair are we in our dealings with one another? If we are really fair, why do we have racial tension? If we're really fair, why aren't all people judged according to the same standards of the law and no one is above the law? If we're all fair, why do we gossip and tear people down? If we're all fair, why do we hold grudges, get our shorts in a twist when something doesn't go right, and demand perfection from others but we don't demand it from ourselves? Given how unfair we are in our dealings with each other, do we really want God to treat us fairly by our standards of fairness? I don't think so. No, God, thankfully, does not treat us fairly. He does, however, treat each of us lovingly, justly, and compassionately, that is not expressed in the same way with everyone, but according to our unique individuality. The issue of the human concept of fairness and its dangers lies at the core of today's gospel message. Jesus tells us the story of a landowner, God, who goes out at various hours of the day to call workers, disciples, to tend his vineyard, his kingdom. Dawn, 9 a.m., 3 p.m., and incredibly at 5 p.m. And each hour represents a different stage in a person's life when he or she hears the call to come work in the kingdom, in the vineyard, from an early part of one's life to probably close to the end of one's life. And in the evening, that is at the end of time, all are to be paid for their labor. What work is required of those called in the vineyard? 
Well, St. John of the Cross, a contemporary of St. Teresa of Avila in 16th century Spain, summed up the nature of such work. He says, at the evening of life, we shall be judged on our love. Some labored to love and serve early on in life, bearing the burden of the day's heat, meaning they persevered through the worst of times. And some did not or could not respond to the call until the middle or maybe the end, last part of their lives. The fact that the landowner, God, called people at various stages of their lives reveals that his call to love, his call to serve, and therefore to be saved, is different for everyone. Notice that the call is always there. God is always initiating this call. What is not always there is our yes. I will go. Then Jesus used payday to reveal the very serious wounds of our fallen nature that can get the better of us if we're not careful. Those who responded to God's call early in life simply assumed their rewards would be greater than those who came later. After all, that's only fair, right? When, however, all the workers received the same wage, the ones who served longer were shocked. Jesus said in the story, they grumbled against the landowner. They grumbled against God. That verb for grumble in Greek is rather interesting. It can be translated as to speak privately and in a low voice, to express indignant complaint, and my favorite, to utter secret and sullen discontent. Have you and I ever offered sullen and secret discontent, complaining against God. It tells us that despite responding early in life to God's call to serve, they failed to master their fallen nature's tendency to judge things according to their standards. They failed to love their fellow workers for saying yes to God's call and to honor their contribution to the building up of the kingdom. And worst of all, their grumbling revealed their failure to love God as God is. Our fallen nature is always insisting on bringing God down to our level. But God is always calling our nature to rise to his level. And Jesus gave an interesting conclusion to his parable. He has the landowner telling the disgruntled workers, what if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my money? Are you envious because I am generous? God will be God, no matter what we arrogantly think he should be or how we think he should act. The parable gives two warnings. First, we are presented with the mystery of how God works in each human soul and how that soul responds, which no human mind can grasp, and it is a huge mistake for anyone to pass judgment on that mystery. Second, those who respond to God early in life 
should watch for the danger of pride and be grateful to God for those who responded later in life. What matters is not when in life one accepts the grace to be a disciple and work to the building up of the kingdom, but that one accepts the grace.